It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. If you're anything like me, you don't enjoy an off week. You always want to be playing. And luckily, we're playing this Saturday, and it's a big one. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him, and Jimmy. Our long week, seven-day nightmare is over. No more off week. And this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Thanks for making us your first listen. Appreciate you guys a ton. The off week is over, and I think what we can do now is just now we can officially have some midseason thoughts. And I thought it was interesting. I wanted to do this anyway. But I don't mind cheating a little bit or at least playing off of this on your website. All right, Harbaugh. What now? <laughs> she said, I don't mind cheating. And I said, all right, Harbaugh. <laughs> oh, me, that's still funny. I mean, I don't know why they don't just get hammered right now. I mean, it's <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But <clears throat> your website, Bama Online, uh, came out with their uh, midseason superlatives. And oh. I, I just have some comments about this. I don't mind the categories. I think the categories are great. I think it's kind of weird. They had the offensive MVP as JC Latham. Look, Latham's been really good. I think he's been all American worthy. Uh, I'm also not going to pretend that I study offensive linemen uh, very much in film review. I'm also not going to pretend mm-hmm. I do film review. I rewatch games that CBS and ESPN put on. I don't have film. So uh, I just thought it was weird to say it's J.C. Latham when I think you could make a very clear argument that, okay, the MVP, and I would call him offensive, even though you'd you'd say more special teams would be Will Reichard. Or I think you have to go Jalen Milrow because uh, it's it's just – that just seemed right. The skill players, yeah, Milrow. But uh, I saw some stats this morning – uh, courtesy of a fine poster at BOLHC Banker, uh, and I think he got this from Pro Football Focus primarily. But uh, I, I, at first blush, agreed with you that I'm not sure about uh, Clint Lamb's choice of, of Latham as offensive MVP is correct. But after what, looking at these stats this morning, I, I, I'm now firmly believe that it should be Latham. Alabama's Latham has given up virtually zero sacks, which it's hard to do when the offensive line's given up 35. I think Latham's given up like one uh, sack all year. And in the run game, uh, I knew Alabama was what, what we call right-handed in the run game, meaning that Alabama wants to run the ball right because they run the ball better right than they do left. I knew that. <clears throat> what I didn't know was the extent of it. Alabama rushes for almost two yards better when they run right than left. Two 
full yards. That is J.C. Latham. That's why that works. Alabama's run game, put it this way, as H.C. did, Alabama's run game to the right <clears throat> is actually just as good as Tennessee's run game to the right, and Tennessee leads the whole league. Tennessee, when they run to the right, Alabama runs to the right, identical. When Tennessee runs to the left, there's there's no drop-off for them. For Alabama, it's a tremendous drop-off, and that's why Alabama isn't amongst the top rushing attacks in the league. Okay. Uh, and and, and that, that cinched it for me because I did I knew it was – I knew it was there. I didn't know it was that significant until this morning, so I appreciated that that look. Okay. Then they put offensive – excuse me, just top freshmen. Now, they don't qualify this as mm-hmm. top freshmen offensively, but I, I'm, I'm feeling like they just forgot about Caleb Downs because here's what he said. I'm – he actually says, I mean, who else are you going to go with here? Jalen Hale, the first-year wide receiver, has been good at times, but his role has been so, in, so inconsistent. Now, look, I'm, I'm I'm not down on Caden Proctor at all. I think Caden Proctor is going to be very good. He is taking his lumps right now. He is doing, you know, when you talk about folks that have to, uh, hey, he's paid his dues. Caden, Caden Proctor is paying dues right now. Now, in fact, he's probably paying more dues than he needs to uh, but I think it's going to make him better in the end. I think he's taking some serious lumps right now to be awesome when he's a sophomore. But I mean, am, am I way off saying the best freshman is Caleb Downs? He leads the league. In, I mean, leads the the team in tackles. Oh, the, there, there's there's that that there's no question that was either some sort of misprint or or, or, or confusion talking about offensive freshman MVP maybe uh, because that would be tougher. But on offense. The best freshman is Caden Proctor, and I know what I just said. I know what I just said uh, uh, makes it sound like like Proctor's been bad. Frankly, he hasn't been good. Frankly, he's he's one of the weak links of the offense and in the offensive line. That's true, but I couldn't agree more with what is Lucas said. Uh, it, it is sort of a, you know, hey, this is the best we got for now. And the payoff is 2024 and 2025. He he is going to be a better player for this. And and I think struggling is going to provide some off-season juice for him in terms of the weight room and strength and conditioning. And uh, I I think he's going to have a great 2024. And as much as I was just bragging on Latham and saying, hey, Latham's probably the best player on offense, and I think Latham's going to be a top-10 pick in the NFL draft next fall, real, next spring, I really do. Uh, I think we'll be saying the same thing about Proctor and we will be, I don't know if we'll be laughing about it, Luke. (laughs) I don't know that we'll be chuckling or laughing, but when, when Proctor is a first round pick, we need to bring up 2023 and say, whew, he got off to a rough start, but that's why most true freshmen don't play. Right. And I'm going to forever use Proctor as an example, Luke, of all in the summertime when our fans get super excited about this true freshman and that true freshman, I'm going to say, well, Cade Proctor, I mean, most true freshmen aren't Caleb Downs. Most true freshmen aren't even Caden Proctor, you know, and and it's just a struggle for 18-year-olds to play in this league. It's a struggle. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And, look, here's my thing about Caden Proctor. And, again, I readily admit he's taking his lumps. I also think if I were ranking true freshmen playing for Alabama, I would rank him second. I don't I, Because there isn't uh, another person to put there. Maybe If you want to say 
Hale, or if you want to yeah. maybe throw out James Smith, but I mean, we haven't been calling his name. I'm excited yet. about a lot of these freshmen. Yeah. There, there hasn't been a lot of impactful guys. I would say Jalen Hale will be up there and his in, impact was really one game. It's been minimal. And, yeah. It's been minimal. Yeah. Now, now it was big and we probably don't beat Ole Miss without Hale, but yeah, it would be downs and then it would be Proctor and then it would be a cliff. And, and, and really it's just in terms of not many making major uh, and that's because, you know, the roster is pretty deep. We're better. We're better than the critics and cynics, even in our own fan base, say. And and it's it's hard to get in the lineup right now because we have mostly really good players. You know, and here's the other thing about Proctor. Proctor, to me, is like if you're a poker player and you sit out at a table and you're like, I've, I'm, I'm a pretty good poker player. And but you, you sit down and like you take some you take some hits initially, but you're setting up something for later. You're, you're letting people think they found a tell on you. You're letting people see something and you're like, this is, if I just keep playing, if I go slow and steady, I'm going to win this thing in the end. And then by the end of the night, you're up a, a thousand bucks because what you did was you gave some, uh, you know, you, you had to learn some things. You had to learn some tells from other people too, but once you figured it all out, you were a superstar. And I think that's what he's going to be too. So I'm cool with that. And one other thought, I'm not going to go through all their, uh, their superlatives, but one other thought, you you keep saying this, and, and it's very astute that, okay, people still kill Alabama, and it's mostly because I, they're comparing us to Alabama of the past. What game did you watch yesterday? Maybe with the exception of Georgia. Georgia looked pretty good. I think we need to quit saying Georgia's vulnerable. They're pretty good. Until somebody met, loot, beats them, makes them lose, then I, I think we need to quit just saying they're vulnerable. They're good. Um, but name another game yesterday, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Ohio State has the best wide receiver in college football, and it's not close. And the, they really had to escape Wisconsin. I know they won by 14, but they scored late. And there were a lot of things that Wisconsin could have done differently to make that game a lot closer. Uh, Oklahoma gets beat. Uh, I, I mean, and I know this in the top 10 team. Washington should have got beat. Washington, Washington should have been beaten the last two weekends. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just throw out Penn State. Um, Penn State Jim, doesn't look very good right now. They don't look good. Uh, I mean, I know I just want to say this because I know they're not a threat anymore, but USC looks god awful. Jeez. Uh, Lincoln Riley, man, dude, get yourself a defense or, or at least pump fake at one. This is awful. Um, Cal is putrid offensively. But anyway, I just, what I'm saying is while everybody is still saying, you know, Alabama doesn't look great, nope, we don't. That's 100% correct. It is also correct that nobody looks great, and Georgia may look the best of the bunch, but even they look the worst of the recent Georgia teams. So I'm just, I'm just saying that while everybody, I, I, I have a problem. I went to a party last night, and I had two people, one of them who listens to the podcast, he might be listening today, uh, said, you know, we got to do something about this Milro problem. I said, guys, let me tell you something. I said, I get it. I, I get if you want to say A.J. McCarron and Jake Coker and Blake Sims and Hertz and Tua and Mac Jones and Bryce Young, and you want to say that Jalen Milrow was worse than every one of those, I'm, I'm with you. I get it. I'm, I'm here. Now, what I'll also say is he's clearly our best option, and you could make a very valid argument he's the second-best quarterback in the SEC, and they started saying, well, I'd take the guy at Missouri over him. I was like, would you? Because I'm going to tell you something, the guy at Missouri may be dead behind this offensive line. I don't know how many people can take 
the, the hits that Jalen Milrow is taking. I'm not taking a shot at the offensive line. I'm just saying I think you need to give Milrow more credit. And they're like, well, he doesn't throw the ball away enough. I'm like, true. But I've been saying this on, on our podcast for a while. His ceiling keeps going up and his floor remains stagnant. What else can we ask of this kid? And I think – and here's the other thing that – if Jalen Milrow becomes a success story, if like this team wins a championship of any description, I think people need to recognize, hey, the world thought Jalen Milrow was transferring and he stuck it out. And somebody needs to tell him thank you. But we'll talk about that more uh, as the as the weeks go more, on. And think- <clears throat> more importantly, I, I'm I'm 100% convinced. I mean, sometimes you have opinions and so I'm 100% convinced if Jalen Milrow had been injured in week one or benched or whatever, Jalen Milrow was not the quarterback for Alabama in 2023, we would not be seven and one. You might be able to talk me into being six and two, but honestly, we're five and three or four and four without Milrow. And by without Milrow, like, yeah, we'll change him out with uh, Drake May. No, no, I'm talking about reality, planet Earth. (laughs) On planet Earth, with that QB room that we've got, Take Milrow out and throw Simpson out there, throw Buckner out there, throw Lonergan out there. Right now, we're four and four. Maybe five and three would be the smartest pick, but you could make six and two, maybe, with LSU, Kentucky, and Auburn to come all losable games, particularly with a lesser quarterback. So I, I don't understand any Milrow talk anymore in the sense to me that, yeah, he's way less than perfect. He's flawed. He's still inexperienced. He's still improving. He's still not an answer to all of our woes by any means. But this is the best we've got, and the kid is improving every week. Look, when I was in LX City, when I was growing up, I was I was fat, I was ugly, I had glasses, and um, so I can talk about fatness because I now I'm getting fat again. So I mean, I've I've, I've like <laughs> relapsed into chunkiness. But um, my point is. When I was about, I don't know, 13 or 12, I got my first girlfriend and I couldn't believe anybody wanted to do anything with her. Her name was Stacy Hyatt, Wyatt, Stacy Wyatt. Very nice girl. I, I doubt she listens to the podcast. I've never, I haven't seen her in God knows how long. She's uh, a hero. Yeah. Anyway, she was, she, I think she dated me on a, like something from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. But um, anyway, <laughs> would I have rather dated Farrah Fawcett at the time? You name right, I wouldn't have. Goodbye, Stacy. Hello, Farah. <laughs> no, it wasn't an option at the time. Stacy White was interested in me, and and, that was good. <laughs> and now she ultimately broke up with me after like two weeks. But at, it counts, and I was like, "That's what Jalen Milrow is. We we have to love what we got, and he's not bad." And Stacy White was a pretty girl back when I was twelve or thirteen, so I was lucky to get what I got. But if Farrah Fawcett had come around, you're dang right I would have. And Farrah Fawcett would be like, you know, I love Chucky 12-year-olds. I would have been all in that. Badly, but I would have done it. And um, anyway, I don't know where the heck I'm going with this. I do know where I'm going. I don't know why I put the game time overlay up there. I like game time, but I'm not supposed to talk about game time right now. Game time. <laughs> game time. I'm supposed to talk about <clears throat> athletic brewing. Ooh. So I'm going to do that instead because that's the live read I'm supposed to be doing. Look. Now it's time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like, you know, and since Alabama didn't play, this is maybe a tougher call, but I'm still going to go with Will Riker. I think he is – he. 
I'm telling you, it's the first time in Alabama history that I've wanted to name a kicker our MVP, and I 100% believe it, and I think all y'all believe it too, even if you don't want to admit it. But much like Will Riker, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. These things are awesome. I love them. And look, I because I get emails from them, because I follow them on Facebook, and you can too on social media, I get to see some of their new flavors and things. They're fantastic. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They're full of flavor. They're well-crafted and just like a full-strength beer. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden sours, and more. They are constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety, and they're fit for all time. So you can drink them anywhere, anytime, make any activity even more enjoyable, like watching a big game or at your kid's game or tackling work or working out or whatever, and no hangovers. I can't tell you how big of a plus that is after this past weekend I've had. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-athletic brew, non-alcoholic brews at stores near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company is fit for all times. Also, I want to tell you about eBay Motors. Look, we've been uh, sponsored by eBay Motors for quite some time now. We really do appreciate they're being a part of the Locked On family, and specifically when it comes to Locked On Bama. Y'all need to go check out uh, eBay Motors. Look, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're in speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 22 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the guaranteed fit from eBay, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that big old win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions supply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. USA, USA. Uh, Jimmy. Game day is coming back. You know, I predicted this, and people thought I was nuts. But game day is coming back to Alabama LSU, and I think it's great. Um, I wanted to throw this out there. but I, I love the little-known facts of game day. Game day now is such an institution in college football. It's 30 years cool. on the road. It's really good. I mean, I know it's been watered down a little bit because Fox has a version and SEC Network has a version, but, I mean – our main man, Reese Davis, and the crew are still number one in my book. I love, I like Mark Ingram. I assume he's still doing it with Fox. I don't watch the Fox yes. one because I'm usually not going to watch yes. whatever it's leading into. And plus, I like Reese Davis. But, um, all right, Ohio State leads with 58 appearances on game day. Including this upcoming one, we have 56. So, we're number two. Um, That's we have only hosted 18 times. Now, what I need to confirm, and I didn't have enough t- time to confirm for this, I think hosted means actually in Tuscaloosa. Correct. Not like, I would assume. Maybe in Birmingham too, but I don't know. And it seems I would like- think I would think Birmingham for sure. Okay. But obviously that hadn't happened in a long time. But I remember it happening. I remember game day coming to Birmingham. Our record, our record on game day is 35 and 20. Of course, we That's lost one earlier this year. 
That's actually really good. People oh, don't fantastic. understand how good that is. You always play a good game. You don't play it's the biggest. Yourself. It's the biggest game in the country. We're probably playing a top 10 type team that day. And this is going to be a quick segment, but I want to run these down. Okay. I'm not going to make you predict them, even though I think that'd be more fun. Yeah. Here's uh, the number two in the SEC. Uh, I will let you predict some of these. Who do you think number Game two day appearances, team? number two? Yeah. Don't LSU. spend a lot of time. Go rough. Top LSU. LSU. No. Florida, 42. Wow. All right. I'm going to include Texas and Oklahoma, just FYI, for the rest of this list. So who's number three? You Oklahoma. can't pause. Oklahoma. Oklahoma is right, 40. Uh, who's number four? LSU. Georgia, 34. But they're tied with LSU at 34. So kind of sort of. Okay. Uh, who's, number, who's number six then? Because LSU or Georgia would be four and five. Uh, probably somebody like uh, 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 Texas. Nope. Tennessee at 24. Auburn at 23. Texas, 22. Wow. And That's two shocked. of them. No, wait a minute. I would guess game day would include the national yeah. championship between Alabama and Texas in 09. Uh, I don't know if they're counting. Are they counting national championships? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I, three of them. No, one, no wonder our Texas, number's so big. Because wasn't Texas last year uh, in Austin? That was game day. Yes, that was game day. Three Texas of the Texas 22 are with us. Yeah, that's amazing. If that's Texas the last, didn't yeah. have us, <laughs> they ain't nothing. I'm sure but they anyway, love hearing that. That's pretty cool. I mean, look, I, I just love when we can pull out stats that show Bama domination and blue bloodedness. Right. When people love to say, oh, you know, a lot of that was a while back ago or without Nick Saban or blah, blah, blah. Here's another stat that just – how about this one? Georgia won their 25th game in a row in the SEC yesterday against Florida, right? The three longest streaks in SEC history of teams winning, just winning games, not SEC games only, winning total games. Alabama owns the top three, two at 28. One of those came under the Gene Stallings era. One of them came under the Bryant era. And then uh, number three, I guess, because those would be one and two tied. um, Number three is Alabama at 26 under Nick Saban, 15 to 16. That's pretty doggone amazing. Now, Georgia may pass this because, you know, they don't really – I mean, I guess they could lose at Tennessee, but they'll definitely – I don't know who they play next week, but Ole Missouri. I mean, I guess they could lose next week, but they won't. But I don't think they're going to lose to Missouri or Ole Miss, but I do think they yeah. could lose on the road in Knoxville. Could, but I'm saying – what I'm saying is, you know, when people say they love Alabama's foundation is built on a lot of old records and stuff, no, it's not. I mean, we, we dominate in so many areas of this thing, and we should embrace that. Jimmy – we're going to go ahead and uh, break again here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the rankings release and maybe just a little bit about the SEC on the whole. Uh, right now, I need to tell everybody about prize picks. This episode is brought to you by prize picks. So I'm going to put up the prize picks overlay. Here it is right here. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college. You want to go there and try them. This is so much fun. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. They're easily the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players. You can go up to six, pick more or less than their projected stats and place your entry. And a lot of time they have these awesome deals uh, about certain players that you, you feel like it's just it's easy. Uh, testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. There's no doubt about it. Um, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types 
or what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app of anybody out there. Look, go to prizepix.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepix.com slash college. Use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. It is awesome, and you will love it. PrizePix is just a ton, a ton, a ton of fun. So go check out prizepix.com slash college. Use that promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, so Jimmy, now yep, um, we can talk a little bit about the rankings coming out. You said you had done some homework about this, so I'm just right. going to roll it out there because the rankings coming out Tuesday is a big deal. It is, and uh, a couple things. I think Alabama might be a little higher than they are in the polls, so which is interesting because AP poll, coaches poll, uh, as, as Luke and I are recording this, we haven't seen the AP poll or the coaches poll. That's coming out shortly but I think Alabama could, could or will rank higher in the CFP poll simply because Alabama's analytics are so strong. In fact, amongst the top 13 teams, and there's only 13 teams left that are either undefeated or have one loss, just 13, Alabama has played the toughest or second toughest schedule among that entire group of 13, along with Texas. And it's kind of funny because Texas' schedule is super strong because they played Alabama, and Alabama's schedule is super strong because they played Texas. But uh, both Alabama and Texas have the, the strongest record, so you can expect them to both be higher than you would think. I don't believe Georgia will be number one. I think their strength of schedule is just too low. I expect the number one team uh, – in, in fact, I'll, I'll even bet on it. And the number one team will be Ohio State, who's played the toughest schedule of the undefeated teams by, by quite a good bit. I think Florida State may be number two. Ohio State one, Florida State two, Georgia three, Washington four. With uh, with the fifth, uh, yeah, that that's how I, how I think it's going to go. I, I think uh, Texas and uh, Texas is going to be the highest ranked one loss team. Alabama right behind them. But uh, when you look at the analytics, uh, Alabama is going to be higher than people think. But again, Ohio State should probably be the number one team. They, their their strength of record is the best in the country. Uh, they've just played the toughest schedule of the, that, that undefeated bunch. Yeah, I agree. And um, I, I would put Ohio State one probably myself. I I think so. I think after this past weekend, I would put Georgia two. Um, I was tempted to put Georgia lower. Uh, but I think yeah, I eyeball test eyeball test Georgia's pass on the flying colors. Yeah. How much is that going to weigh against? The numbers, Michigan, one more thing to look for. Interesting. Michigan, I would say, is going to be last of all the undefeated teams, but that's also based on their schedule. <laughs> They'll be last, and you wonder if they're going to take any hit at all for the sign stealing. So will Texas with one loss be ahead of Michigan? Will you Alabama know, with one loss be ahead of Michigan? I think that's something to look for, possibly. There's going to be a lot of people with a terrible case of red ass if Texas and Alabama are ahead of Michigan. Now, I, I think you know and I know that if Texas and 
and you know, or Alabama lined up to play Michigan this weekend. I bet it's at worst to pick them. I mean, so we we know that Alabama's played much. I mean, it's not even close, much tougher gauntlet. So is Texas. So what they should get credit for that, but they do have the blemish. I, I mean, and the Michigan thing. Look, I, I'm going to say it again. The NCAA, if you want to reassert some power, if you want to give some people some faith in you again, make an example of Michigan as quickly as possible. Don't screw around with this thing. Don't screw around with it and give them something this summer. Don't do that. You've got to, you've got to handle this now because if they've been doing what you think they've been doing, that has affected everything, and it's got to change. Uh, Jimmy, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about the state of the SEC. We're going to hold that talk off. Instead, we will talk about that tomorrow on Locked on Bama. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.